Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Michael and Juliet Danalo both attended Berkeley, just not at the same time. They've both had their own musical career and just found each other a little later in life. Now as the Danalos, they have their much-anticipated, self-titled debut album together, a 16-track collection. They both join me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about their new music and their journey to finding each other. I have with me Michael and Juliet on the podcast today. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Good to be Thanks for having us. Good to be here. And you guys are in Massachusetts. We were chatting a few minutes before we got started. How long have you been there? Is that home? Well, yeah. It is, but we, we've been kind of back and forth over the past four years uh, in Nashville, but we came back. You know, we, we haven't really been doing too much in Nashville because of COVID. Sure, you know? yeah. So, so we're back here, and, uh, you know, we, we still go back and forth, but just not as much. Okay. So that's kind of a regular commute then for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We love it, but it's just not. It's so, you know, we've got Annabelle, who's... Uh, Ten and she's not vaccinated yet, so we're not right, ready to okay. yet sure. until she gets her. Yeah. So. It's a long, it's a long commute. It is, yeah. It's a long commute <laughs> from Virginia, so <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, okay. Do you, do you have residents Rush there? Uh, or just... Rush hour sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a residence. We actually had a, an apartment for the past three years, but we um, we gave it up in September because it just didn't make any sense. Right. You know, to hold on to rent, and um, it was great. It was right in the East Nashville, right, like maybe an hour, a mile and a half from downtown. Oh yeah, okay. On the East side, which is a really cool East Nashville is really it's it fun. Is. It's really yeah. It's where all the musicians hang out and live. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Nobody has a draw. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> from somewhere else. So you guys have been together how long? We've been together about eleven and a half years, but married ten. Okay. And did I read correctly you guys met in school? Or no? No. Okay. No, we both went we both went to Berkeley but at different times. Okay, that's where I Boston. got that from. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we met in the clubs in Boston. Okay. And been playing together ever since. You guys had a musical journey of your own then out, outside of being together. Yeah, Michael's been in the business a lot longer than I have. I I uh, when I 
you know, right after Berkeley, I, I got married to my first husband, and I didn't do any music for almost a good 10 years. Mm, okay. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just, I was in a bad day. It was just not a good place, you mm -hmm. know. And mm -hmm. uh, when I came out of the, you know, the marriage, and then I spent a lot of time by myself and started, that's when I started getting back into music, and um, I just started writing. Boom. Hmm. Who knew? And then all I started writing these songs, and they were really, really good. You know, every song they were really good, and most of them were co-writes at first. But then I just started; it just exploded. And I, my first record was released. It was recorded. We started in two thousand and five, and then you know finally got out and released by twenty thirteen, and that okay. was no regret. Yeah. And I just haven't stopped writing since. So I was a little bit of a late bloomer. But knew I wanted to be in music, yeah. and then just took a sabbatical and you know floundered. <laughs> I think a lot of us do in our twenties, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> well, yeah, and just, you know, trying to get the courage to really do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, but being uh, being alone was like the the best thing, and and um, I always like to say that to you know young young women who feel like they need to settle down. It's like no, no, live your dreams. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't, don't say she was too young, seriously, yeah. because the best thing I did was to spend time, you know, a good five years by myself and just, you know, working and writing songs. Sure, it's awesome. yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to do that when you're, uh, regardless of the situation, when you're with someone yeah. else, it's hard to uh, take a good hard look at yourself and figure out who it is you want to be. For sure, because there's a lot of distractions, you know, and right. sometimes that's the reason why you jump into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't realize it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Mike, Michael's journey in the music started way before me, and he was a lot more, I'll let him tell, but, you know, but that's where, where it started for me. Yeah. For the most part. So, so Michael, what, you, 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 were, you were involved in a lot of things early on, right, in your career? Yeah, I, I grew up. Outside of Cleveland, I started playing in bar bands when I was about 15 or 16. Oh, cool. And then I moved to Boston and when I was 18 to go to Berkeley, and I never went back to Ohio. And then um, I guess I started on the road in about 1998 or 89, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just been, been there ever since. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah and a lot of different bands and produced a lot of different records. Okay. Spent a lot of time in Europe and, you know. He produced a guy in Europe uh, who was a, a pretty good pop star over in Norway. Is it Norway? Yeah. Yeah. And William Hutt. And he got some recognition for that, mm -hmm. which was really good. Yeah. That's a gold record? Yeah, gold and platinum record. Yeah. yeah. A couple number one stereos. That's awesome. Yeah. So produced Eddie Floyd's comeback record to Stax. Uh, yeah. A lot of cool things. So you guys met, I think you said about uh, eleven years ago. Um, did you start out playing music, or is that something that came along? Well, after? it's actually really—it's it's a little bit more interesting than that. And I'll go way back when I was married to my first husband. My first husband's best friend ended up being Mike's roommate at Berkeley. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so it was like a like you know all these degrees of separation, right? Yeah. And so I knew I knew this guy really well. And um, and I worked at a place in Marble, as they say, I'm going to say it properly, Marblehead, but they call it Marblehead, you know. Uh -huh. And um, and it was a place that had blues bands, and uh, Mike used to play there all the time. 
and I remember seeing the Radio Kings listed, you know, and I, I would work, you know, sometimes the bar or, you know, uh, waitress and, or cocktail at the end of the night. And, you know, we were in the same place at the same time, but we don't remember each other. Mm. And, and that was, you know, years ago, years and years and years ago. And, uh, you know, as we got to know each other, we started, uh, uh, we started playing in the same, you know, clubs in, in Cambridge and uh, Somerville, and there was a, you know, a lot of a lot of clubs there that we played, Little Circuit, and I, you know, I was playing with um, Juliet, actually it was Dig in the Dirt was the name of my first band, and hmm. then Mike started playing with me more, and I cha- I, I stopped working with the guy I was writing with, because um, he just didn't have a lot of time, and so I changed the band name to Juliet and the Lonesome Romeos, and you know, and then we started playing together more, and you know, we hit it off, and but then we'd have these conversations about these places. You know, yeah, I used to hang out at this at place called Dodge Street <laughs> in Salem. I'm like, I was there all the time. We both knew the owner really well. I wow, mean, that's it was cool. really weird. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and then you know, we kind of hit it off, and we hit it off. It was been, been it's, honestly, it's been great. It's not. It's, marriage is not easy. Everything's always a challenge. Sure. But, you know, we, yeah. we work it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's nice to be with somebody who you can work things out with, and we love to write together and support each other and you know it's good so the the new record that you guys have out is this your debut record together it is yeah i mean we've done work together but you know him as the producer and me as the artist Uh and my my former band and um this is the first time we decided to collaborate like that and it it kind of unfolded on its own and i was writing i was working on an lp long play and he was working on a little extended play and he had like six songs or something like that. And um, there was one song that I had written that I couldn't figure out how to get right. And I just said, we had initially done it as a bluegrass, and this is the, the song um, Lemonade. Mm, yeah. And, okay. and it, was, it wasn't working. It just wasn't working, and the vocals were just not, it just wasn't working. So we, we might have the idea of making it more like a Johnny Cash train thing, more yeah. straight, train country. And, and that was really cool. So we redid the basics. You know, a scratch vocal, and then when we were going to go in and do the vocals, I said, well, you know what would be cool is maybe we'll get Annabelle, who's our daughter, to go in and sing, because she's got an incredibly nice voice, mm. really good pitch, beautiful yeah, voice. cool. And, and so she sang, like, four times through the song, and they were so good, it was so strong, that I was like, all right, she's got the lead to this. And that kind of made us start thinking, maybe we should do like a family album and just condense everything together, you ah, know. Okay. He had some songs yeah. she was working on that other people sang, and, which he could work into a different EP later on. Yeah. And it, and, then, and it just worked out, you know. It seemed like the right thing to do. And our daughter is getting more comfortable singing, you know, with us and wants to do it. So yeah, that's we're gonna neat. <laughs> we're gonna do another one next year. We're gonna we're writing away and trying to get some new material. We might throw some covers on there that she likes, and uh, yeah, so it's it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds <laughs> fun. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. I was listening to some of the tracks, and I there was this almost a Tex-Mex feel. Um, coming through um, I, I don't know if that's just how I heard it or if that was intentional what were the influences for the music on this record I don't know it, it was written over a span of a lot of time mm-hmm. yeah like some of the songs like one of the songs Fine Time of Year I wrote with 
one of my friends in Boston, Tim Gear, we wrote that song in 1999. Oh wow! Okay. And then um, I had some some of these instrumental ideas kicking around for like the one that closes out the record. I think I've had that idea, you know, 15 years, and there's all kinds of different little things that come into play. And I suppose there's, I suppose I could I could hear where you. You hear the little bit of Tex-Mex stuff with the accordion? Yeah, yeah, spots, maybe the, yeah that's probably um, it, yeah. Uh, there's some bounciness to the song. You got some really good, you know, players on that record, and it's, it's nice. <laughs> nice to play with these guys in Nashville, it really is. It's, it's funny, you know, as, as time goes on, things become less uh, driven by genres or stylistic changes right it's just i'm the same way it's just kind of like that's the way it comes out yeah and we we actually were talking about this um after the record was finished back late last fall and um it was uh when the world was mine we were talking about it Mm -hmm. and it's like sometimes when you write a song the song dictates how it's going to sound hmm Yep. And it yeah. doesn't really matter. It's kind of like the thing, what you do to it. You know, we've, like, with that song in particular, we we used a bunch of different guitars and we tried different things. We had a piano and and it pretty much no matter what we took away or added to it, it had its own constant to it. Mm-hmm. It's own sonic, sonic, sonic constant. I get the work. Yeah. Um, a lot of overtones, and, you know, that just happened. It wasn't, like, intentional. The things that Mike did that were more intentional were, you know, trying to ma- manipulate the sound to do more like a 70s, 60s, 70s rock record, you know, like pulling the vocals down instead of having them way up front, um, mm-hmm. you know, more like where the snare drum is. And, you know, so they, you know, like, they were... Should we make it like a Jackson Brown sound right. or, you know, something like that? And, and I was all over all of it. I thought that was really cool. So it does have a kind of own unique yeah. sound to it. And some of it was manipulated, but some of it, it just kind of comes out the way it comes sure. out. Yeah, that's, that's cool. The organic is nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very guitar-heavy record. Probably the most guitar-heavy record I've made in a long, long time. Okay. Whether, whether my own record or producing Juliet or producing other people. It's mm-hmm. more guitar-centric. Hmm. than a lot of them. Even though it's got other instruments on it, you know, lots of keyboards and mm-hmm. steel mm-hmm. guitar and fiddles and accordion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great slide guitar on the first um, Scott Kilimanjaro. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just more of a guitar record. And you guys put a few more songs on there than normal, than what most people put yeah. on the record? <laughs> yeah, you know, as a producer, I usually like to keep records for 10 songs, but, you know, when we were combining two records, it was... Yeah, we weren't going to flip coins to see which one was going to get cut. Yeah. So we just, we just, you know, basically what we did was we took the record that Juliet was working on over a couple of years. Um, we added the cover of the Fleetwood Mac song in, and then I took the stuff that I was working on, which was going to be my second EP, and I cut out all the vocal tunes that weren't hers, and we just combined the two records. Cool. Okay. And it's just out, right? Um, last month, March? Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 26th. Okay. Have you had a chance to take this music out in its current form uh, out into the public? Only only via streaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 
No, we haven't been able to do any live gigs, but we've been, we've done um, some. We did two live streams with uh, backup singers. So it was Michael, myself, uh, Amber Caceres, who's from Mass, and uh, Anita Suhannon, who sang with me on Dream Girl. Those two, and okay. they, um, so we did a you know like an hour set for South by Southwest party through our publicist, and then we did you know a CD release party. And um, they both were really good. I mean, it's nice to have just like the guitar mm-hmm. and then three and three part harmony. <laughs> it's really, really nice. We've got another one of those coming up on May fifteenth. May fifteenth, we're doing another one. Do you have some plans, uh, long range, to get out in public? Are, oh, yeah. are there things starting to cook? And are you guys going to do that as a duet, or do you will you take a band out? Hopefully both. Hopefully yeah. both. Yeah. We spent most of 2019, uh, the end half of 2018, and almost all of 2019 um, touring on Juliet's Dream Girl record. Okay. And it, it was just the two of us in a car, you know, mm-hmm. and going around doing radio stations and clubs and wherever they would have us play. We we played all over pretty much the eastern part of the country. From okay. The Mississippi East. So, um, yeah, we'll get back out there. Do you yeah, have... I'd like to get back to Nashville and um, hopefully, you know, do some some performances like we did before. And um, it's uh, it's probably not going to be till the fall till we really hit it harder. Right, that's what we're hearing. You know, too, yeah. but we have fifteen tracks to work with, so we can have you know we've got two singles out. We could have another couple singles out. You know, we can stretch it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, why not? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Keep it alive as long as we can. Sure. In December, yeah. We're planning on. Doing another one, hopefully by January we can start recording. Okay, that was going to be my next question. If you had had something else in the works behind it, yeah, we're going to keep going with oh, the yeah. brand, the Danalos. I mean, our daughter's, you know, she's growing up in it, and I think as long as she wants to do it, and even if she doesn't, we can still do it, Mike and I, and keep that name. Yeah, you know. Do you all have other things that you do, or is uh, you know outside? Oh, yeah. side, yes, some side projects or that kind of thing. Well, I do. I have a, you know, well, I want to, <laughs> I had a lot of work, but it, a lot of it dwindled because of COVID. Right. You know, I've, been fitness, yeah. I've been a fitness professional for a long time. Oh, so okay. I teach, you know, all sorts of fitness classes. Sure. But uh, Jump Sports International is the one that owns Boston Sports Club, and they, um, you know, they had to lay everybody off, and then they had gotten themselves in a lot of trouble by not, uh, by not refunding people and mm-hmm. uh, charging them dues and everything like that, so it's a kind of a big deal. But Town Sports International is big. They have Washington Sports Club, New York Sports Club, Boston Sports Club. Um, I believe the Philadelphia, uh, yeah, Philadelphia. Um, I can't remember for sure, but anyway, so it was a, I used to do that, and that, that I got laid off there, and then I have another business where I'm an agent. Uh, agency and I would do aftermarket products for new automobiles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that part time. So when did you say the next streaming event was that you guys? May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Okay. Um, we don't have a time yet, but uh, it'll be on our Facebook page and our our website. Okay. And and uh, a, a bit of a calendar starting to starting to shape up then coming up soon to get out. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably be looking at September, really. Yeah. Um, our manager's working on that for us right now. Um, 
and we'll, we'll you know we'll see what the fall brings and into 2022. Yeah, it's hard to navigate the COVID because it's so uncertain. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be better, but. You right, know, so unpredictable, it's, right? I know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you, know, you just want to. I don't really want to travel with my daughter until she's vaccinated. So we're hoping that will happen over the summer. Yeah, that's good. So this Hopefully. is a self-titled debut, right? The Danellos. Yep. Yep. Okay. And out yep. now, uh, folks want to uh, get in touch with you guys. They want to listen to the music. Maybe reach out and get something on the calendar, um, or, or figure out where you guys are going to be. What's the best way to do all of that? Uh, our website, uh, denalos.com. Yeah, we have everything available there. We also have, you know, like uh, we have a little store that has merch. If they're interested, people are interested in, in merch. We have t-shirts and stuff like that. And, um, but they can access all of the information, latest information on the website. And they can, they can get the record on any platform that people stream or buy music on. Yeah, cool. And that is D-I-N-A-L-L-O-S, correct? Yes. yes. Good. D-Dinalos. yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you guys very much. This has been awesome to talk That's to great. you and learn about your music, and I certainly hope that you can get out soon. And, um, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and share the music with uh, with the rest of us out here. It's good stuff. I'm I looking can't forward to wait. It. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thanks a bunch. I, this has been great. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. You have a great day. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.